Trump coming back sooner than you think? We'll find out. The big lie you all have been fallen for, well, not anymore. And tracking you might be a good thing. All that and more coming up. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday. Hey, great to have you in. Thank you so much for popping by. I really do appreciate it. Really, seriously. Uh, it means a lot to me. And please don't forget, a lot of you have been doing this. Hit that follow button right over there. It helps the show out. It's free for you. We don't spam your inbox. Just send you a notice whenever we go live. And that's it. Just to get a reminder that uh, we're on the air and we are tuned in here on Rumble, exclusively on Rumble. And we really do appreciate that. All right. All that coming up and more tonight. Oh, also the live chat is open. So anything you want to say, do, comment, promote, I don't care. Just... Stick it in the live chat. We'll talk about it. That's fine. Just be clean. Uh, yeah, all that and more. And our sponsor, of course, Blackout Coffee. Want to take just a second to uh, thank the good folks at Blackout Coffee who do a remarkable job. Be awake, not woke. Get some coffee with some values, including the Dan Bongino blend, by the way. Blackout Coffee, founded on the principles of conservative values. The founders are an American company. They believe in the importance of hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect, American values. But you know, all that's fine and good and dandy, but if you don't make a good product, it ain't going to sell. This is a good product. I'm telling you, I drink a ton of coffee, folks. Coffee, <laughs> coffee is uh, in my in my bloodstream, if I'm not mistaken. That's how much coffee I drink. Uh, here it is, right here. Blackout coffee in a Jay Sheldon Show mug. Great combination. Anyway, they source premium green coffee beans. They are grown at the perfect altitude, correct time of year, in the best soil, right temperature. They work with local co-ops and American farmers. This is a pure 100% American company to make the best high quality coffee beans you will find. And then they have what's called a small batch roasting process. You order, they roast it usually within 24 to 48 hours from the time you order, ship it out to you. You get it in two, three, four days time. That is fresh roasted coffee. Throw out that brown water liberal crap you've been drinking. You don't know how long that's been sitting on the shelf. It's really, you will taste the difference when you taste blackout coffee. All kinds of great blends over there. And uh, look at the signature blends for blackout coffee. Oh, by the way, they also support our troops. So when you order, you will be helping to support our troops. Look at this brutal awakening, morning reaper, smooth finish, pitch black espresso, covert op cold brew, all these great uh, blends of the coffee beans. And if you're not a coffee fan, got you covered because they have an amazing assortment of cocoa and teas. Look at this. Cocoa sips. Sweet hot cocoa, dark chocolate, chocolate peppermint patty. Oh, I love peppermint patties. Oh, man. Look at this. Chocolate orange hot cocoa. Chocolate cherry dump cake. Mmm. Making me hungry. Chocolate covered strawberry and teas. Old-fashioned Earl Grey, rooibos, 
passion fruit, peach, black tea. That sounds delicious. So coffee or tea, hot cocoa, they've got it for you. Check it out. The link is in our show notes. And don't forget when you go to check, just buy a one bag. You don't need to be spending a whole fortune over there. They're relatively inexpensive for the high quality you get. And when you're at checkout, use our promo code to get 20% off your first order. J20 is our promo code. J-A-Y-20, my first name. J20 will get you 20% off your first order at Blackout Coffee. Thank you, Blackout Coffee, for helping to sponsor the show. We are very, very proud to have you on board. All right. This occurred to me today because of something Trump said at his South Carolina rally just hours ago. And it struck me as, we, I'll tell you what, Donald Trump does not make a lot of mistakes when he's talking. I mean, you know, Biden, everything he says is a giant mistake or a lie. But when Trump speaks, he's rarely fact-checked because what he says is pretty much the way it is. He said something today, but this is not the first time he's said it. Take, this is from a tweet, who posted this? Cag uh, Drago. Trump keeps hinting that something is coming. The 2024 election is, well, right now it's more than a year away. Trump says, I don't know if it takes another year. Let's see. We got volume here? Yeah, we do. All right. Listen to this. But uh, you got to show up on Monday, January 15th. Defeating crooked Joe Biden is imperative because this country can't. I don't know if it can take another year. You want to know the truth? Okay. You know, we still have a year. I don't know that it takes another year, but we have no choice. I want to thank everybody for the tremendous support you've shown. We're going to take back the Senate, take back the House. We're going to take back the White House. And sooner than you think, it's going to be really something special. But the love and the affection and the respect that you've given all of us, it's really important. The Republican Party is stronger than it's ever been, and it's going to be a lot stronger than it is right now. We're going to turn it around. We're going to turn it around fast. Thank you all very much. That support has been so incredible. Thank you. We're, We're going to turn it around fast, sooner than you think. Interesting. That's not all. I actually found an article where, and I put it in the show notes tonight. It's from WLT Report. And they compiled a bunch of things that Trump has said that would indicate he might be back before the 2024 election. I mean, we could only pray, right? How nice would that be? President Trump on timing. I don't know that it takes another year. You want to know the truth. Now, that's the cut that I just played you. We all keep asking the same question. If we're watching a movie, when is this damn thing gonna end? And can the end please come sooner than now? Well, you've gotten a tip from President Trump, I just played that cut, that it may be over sooner than you think. 
Not a slip of the tongue. Trump does not do a lot. He is not known for slips of the tongue. If he says something, he means it. He keeps saying the same thing everywhere he goes. He said something almost identical a couple of days ago. We're going to take back the White House sooner than you think. Last week, post highlighting all the things President Trump said over the years that appear to be hidden in plain sight. Some movie Sixth Sense, where you saw it the entire movie, but you didn't really see it until the end is revealed. And that's what made Sixth Sense so legendary. But are we currently watching a movie that's going to put Sixth Sense to shame? The greatest show on earth? This is the second cut I played for you. Trump, we're going to take back the Senate, take back the House, we're going to take back the White House, and sooner than you think. Slip of the tongue? Don't think so. Even more evidence. The third time. Information just keeps coming in. Incredible. My article, I argued perhaps Trump was telling us the truth all along and we just haven't noticed. The truth about what? Well, the truth about the military operation being conducted by the White Hats. Now, this is where the conspiracy stuff gets a little wonky, but believe it if you want, I'm just sticking it out there, assuming there is some sort of team of good guys working to save the country. Would we see it? Likely not. We certainly see the evidence of uh, the horror Joe Biden has brought to this country, destroying it from the inside out. There's evidence the White House is also, or the White Hats are also running their playbook. Central casting. He's shot. I caught them all. Wow. How Trump is so confident in telling Kerry that something good is going to happen, something much bigger, because they caught them all, including the 2022 midterms. Tens of people that were waiting on these massive lines couldn't vote, and she lost by a tiny little, just a small percentage of a line, and it's a disgrace. And then the judge didn't have the courage to do what was right because the judges don't seem to have the courage to do what was right. You know why? Because they're afraid. Because I believe they're threatened and I believe a lot of bad things happen and it's a disgrace. But I just want to thank you for being here, Kara. You're an incredible person and something good's going to happen. That's going to be much bigger. That's going to be much bigger. What you've done is incredible. Mary is talking to uh, Carrie Link. Here's another, another car. Listen, Listen to this. this. This is from X. Here we go. Of our new strategy is a shift from a time-based approach to one based on conditions. I've said it many times how counterproductive it is for the United States to announce in advance the dates we intend to begin or end military options. We will not talk about numbers of troops or our plans for further military activities conditions on the ground not arbitrary timetables 
will guide our strategy from now on. America's enemies must never know our plans or believe they can wait us out. I will not say when we are going to attack, but attack we will. Wow. You know, I noticed something there. That is the first time I have seen him actually reading purposefully, directly off the teleprompter. I mean, he reads off it, but he does a lot of ad-libbing. And for some reason, in that cut, if you see that, he is he's trying to make sure he gets it exactly right, and he is reading directly off the teleprompter. Something much bigger, because they caught them all. Wow. This goes on to get a little wonky, but uh, it's pretty frightening. Take a, uh, take take a, a listen, listen here. This, this was, was kind of tough, tough to hear. all of the things going on, and you know what I mean by that. The fake news, the Comey's of the world, all of the bad things that went on. It's called the swamp. And you know what happened? And you know what I did? A big favor. I caught the swamp. I caught them all. Let's see what happens. Nobody else could have done that but me. I caught all of this corruption that was going on, and nobody else could have done it. On top of that, we have the best economy, greatest economy we've ever had. The best job numbers we've ever had, African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic, the best ever. So I think we've done a great job. And tell Leon, who I've seen, but I don't know, tell him congratulations because he did very well with Trump. Wow. We, we caught them all, he says. <laughs> this article just goes on. Like I said, it gets a little wonky, a little space forcey, but... It's really interesting, and when you look at it, and when you really analyze the things that Trump has to say, it's got to make you stop and wonder. And he's, he's continued to say it time and time again, and just yesterday in a South Carolina rally, he said something about five months. Five months is a lot sooner than the election, which is over a year away. Something's up. He knows it. And we can only pray it comes true. Unless Michelle Obama becomes president. <laughs> are you kidding me? Oh, you Look, I said it before. They are doing, I mean, Gavin Newsom, huge mistake. Michelle Obama, Perhaps the only bigger mistake than Gavin Newsom, because it would be Obama's fourth term if Michelle were stuck up there in the audience. Oh, man, can you imagine what a nightmare? Well, you know what? Biden's already in serious trouble with the Hispanic community, the black community, and Michelle isn't going to fix things. Epstein's sheet at meaning tweet one or mean tweeting one over on Twitter posted this TikTok video says as a black American I could would never vote for Michelle Obama if she decided to run for president Barack and Michelle set this country back a hundred years 
They caused so much division between blacks and whites. They manipulated, fooled, and lied to the people. Take, Take a, a listen. listen. I'm going to keep saying it loud and proud, bro. Obama has done nothing for black people, and you still got black people are still praising him. Black folks still got his statues and memorabilia like this was God, bro. I, I'm, I'm scared of my people when I see this, bro. Y'all got pictures of Obama everywhere like this man was God. You got the district attorney in Atlanta acting like she's doing a change for Atlanta. But this bitch, I said it, she's trying to be some type of new celebrity doing the most for attention because we know she has political aspiration like the rest of them to be a, a maybe governor or, or, or to take over as president. We know this already. Even this case against Trump and all that that she's doing, whether some of y'all agree with her or not, is being way too extra, bro. Fanny is a clown like the rest of you political minstrel shows, bro. Barack Obama been the worst thing for black people. Yes, a lot of presidents been bad for them, but there has been no other than a man who looks like y'all. Wow. Wow. Puppet minstrel show. Exactly. They're not fooling them anymore. They're waking up. They are at the Hispanic community, the black community. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. The border's not helping either. That story continues, and man, it just keeps getting worse. Hundreds of thousands of people, almost on a daily basis. And guess what? You don't need a border anymore. No, I'm not kidding. You don't even have to bother going across the border. A federal government program has allowed more than 200,000 illegal aliens to fly right over the border and into the country. This is from the Daily Signal. The link is in our show notes. Not all illegal aliens are entering the U.S. along the southern or northern border, according to the Center for Immigration Studies. Over the past year, more than 200,000 people from four different countries used a direct flight parole program to enter the U.S. illegally, says the senior national security fellow at the Washington-based think tank. 221,456 illegal aliens from Haiti, Venezuela, Cuba and Nicaragua, according to a report published on Thursday last week. Freedom of Information Act, Benzman says he learned of the federal government's CBP-1 mobile application parole program, which permits inadmissible aliens from making an appointment to fly direct to airports in the interior of the U.S., bypassing the border altogether. Just fly right in. Biden administration introduced this CBP-1 mobile app to illegal aliens as a way to schedule an appointment at a port of entry and be paroled into the interior of the U.S. Biden says the program part of an effort to form lawful pathways for illegals to enter the country and seek asylum. Illegal border crossings between ports of entry at the southern border hardly in decline. They have increased 
substantially, and especially in the last couple of months. But you don't have to do all that trekking and hiking through Mexico to cross the border illegally into this country. Just get the app, fly right in, cross the border and head right on into the interior of the country. Yet another way, he's doing his best to destroy us from within. Another politician who's been doing his best to destroy us from within, shifty shift, he got busted. Love it. Adam Schiff, back in the news. So nice not to have heard much from him. This is from Zero Hedge. Hat tip to them. Adam Schiff had funneled millions to defense contractors after taking donations. His campaign for a Senate seat on a platform of earmarks for local causes, 12-term Congress, this moron, this criminal, has been 12-term congressman? What is, oh, California, I guess that explains it. He has been busted steering millions in taxpayer dollars to for-profit defense contractors, many of whom have been, no surprise, political donors to his campaign. According to an uh, investigation by Politico, which is odd, Schiff has offered an incomplete and potentially misleading account of his record on earmarks. A political review of a political review of congressman uh, congressional earmarks political contributions found that in addition to the money for homelessness and drug treatment Schiff also steered millions to for-profit companies and raised tens of thousands for his house re-election campaign from corporate executives and people connected to them. Wow. In two particularly egregious cases, Schiff channeled millions in funding to Smith's Detection and Phase Bridge, two defense companies within his district. Six million to Smith's Detection, three million to Phase Bridge. Both moves would have been barred under reforms adapted in 2010. The financial maneuvering coincided with Schiff getting 8,500 bucks in contributions from PMA Group and two family members of Paul Magliocchetti, who happens to be the founder and owner of the lobbying firm retained by both of those defense companies. And there's the receipts right there. Well, Mr. Shift, Shifty Shift, what do you got to say for yourself? Walk yourself out of this one, you slob. This man is just an absolute criminal. Absolute criminal. All right, what else we got? Oh, hey, are you a criminal? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I've got a lot of criminals who watch this show, right? Uh -huh. Maybe. You can get a job with the government. Biden's actually made it easier. 
bring them across the border, give them handouts, give them your tax money. And now that's not enough. Let's make it easier for criminals to get jobs with the government. Biden EEOC makes it easier to hire individuals with criminal records for government positions. <laughs> I remember a time when if you wanted a criminal in government, you had to probably just elect them. Well, not anymore. There's a new executive order signed by Biden and now encourages criminals to be hired. The EEOC, which is Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, issued two reports this month pointing out that before Biden's executive order, there was a task force formed to identify vulnerable workers and better ways to help them. Now government agencies are being told to widely publicize. They are hiring persons with criminal conduct issues in their background checks. Since Biden penned his executive order, applicants with questionable histories have rarely been eliminated from the hiring process. EEOC says employers should take a holistic approach with special consideration for mitigating circumstances. So, robbed a bank in the past? No worries, come on in, work for the government. We love you. In fact, we're encouraging you to apply. Had those assault charges in the... Oh, Dad, don't worry about it. It's okay. Come on in. Fill out an application. We'll give you a government job. Perfectly okay. No problem. Look the other way. It's just such bullshit. All right. Speaking of bullcrap, the big immigration lie. Cool. This is an amazing article. I encourage you to read it. The link is in our show notes. It's from PJ Media. Hat tip to them. Uh, sick of hearing the U.S. has a broken immigration system? Nothing wrong with our immigration system. Nothing. It's a system of laws passed by the people's duly elected representatives. It enables limited and orderly immigration into the United States. Further limited expectation for refugees fleeing legitimate persecution. It is an honorable, decent, growth-enabling system. Yet, to see the state of our country right now, you'd think our laws governing the matter didn't even exist. PJ Media colleague Rick Moran called historic largest numbers of migrant encounters at southern border ever in August. The details made this writer rage, filled her with terror. Rage at the erasure of my beloved country as the entire third world, it seems, swarms in and takes up residence. The hordes flooding over the border, overwhelming towns, bleeding our social safety net, are not asylum seekers. They're not 
running away from countries where they're being persecuted. And of course, all the mainstream media is doing their best to include them all in that group of asylum seekers. No, they're not. We have a system in place, and it works. Maybe slow, but it works. These people basically just said, don't care. Don't care about your laws. Don't care about your rules. I'm just going to walk across the border and come on in. Well, if that's their attitude when they take their very first step into this country, screw your rules and laws. What do you think their attitude is going to be as they set up shop here in our country? Screw your rules and laws. And those are the kind of people you want to encourage to come in. Give them jobs, give them money, taxpayer money, your money, my money. Read this article. The link is in our show notes. You've got to check it out. It's brilliant. And she, our author makes a brilliant point. Our immigration system is not broken. Our border and the enforcement of it, that's what's broken. What happened to this story? Aw, hang on, I gotta find it because it's really cool. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find it now because it was buried. It was one of those weird, far away. Uh, I, I really got, I gotta dig through. So just give me a second while I look through here because it's weird, <laughs> weird at best. Uh, you know what, I can find it. I'll have to keep checking and if I find it, I'll bring it up here for you. Basically what happened, this story, uh, is that a, uh, a thief stole this woman's handbag. It was kind of a, a you know, grab-and-go robbery. Well, it just so happens that handbag was a very expensive, high-end handbag. And guess what it had inside? It comes with a bag. A tracker. An automatic tracker. The thief didn't know that. And guess who found out where their location was? Yup, cop showed up, done deal, you're under arrest, hands behind your back. Feet apart and spread them. <laughs> so maybe the whole idea behind tracking, sometimes not a bad thing. Expensive high-end handbag with a tracker in it. Solved the case of a snatch-and-go armed robbery sort of thing. <laughs> I love that. All right, what else we got going on here? Oh, man. I don't know if you heard the story or not when it originally broke. Um, Ethan Liming, student at LeBron James I Promise School, was beaten to death by two brothers. Horrible horrible story and our brilliant justice system just did no justice at all the brothers who beat Ethan Lining to death were found guilty not of murder of lesser assault charges the jury failed to reach a verdict of first-degree felony involuntary manslaughter leveled against the elder brother 
That fellow in the middle is the victim. The two on the outside, left and right, those are the criminals. Unbelievable Friday, the jury delivered its verdict for the suspects involving the June 2022 fight at LeBron James Promise School in Akron, Ohio, resulted in the death of 17-year-old Ethan Living, a liming. Deshaun Stafford, 20, found guilty of felony aggravated assault and misdemeanor assault, and his 19-year-old brother Tyler was only hit with misdemeanor assault, both acquitted of charges of involuntary manslaughter which had already been downgraded from the original charge of murder. Jury failed to reach a verdict on account of first-degree felony involuntary manslaughter leveled against the elder Stafford. Lead, uh, leading Summit County Common Pleas Judge Tammy O'Brien declared it a mistrial. Charge can be brought forth again in the future. Although prosecutors did not say whether they were going to pursue that option, but it is an option. The Liming family attorney said his clients were devastated, feel their son was murdered again tonight. Wow. There is no justice system, my friends. It's gone. And what's left of it? The idiot left, the commies, the freaks, are using it against us, we conservative folks. If you're on Twitter at all, you have to know the name Cat Turd. I know. If you don't know, then it's... What? Yeah. Cat Turd, or Cat Turd 2 is his handle over there on uh, Twitter. He's an amazing guy. Does a podcast posts all kinds of cool stuff, loves his puppies and his doggies, so I'm a big fan of Cat Turd. Cat Turd, we love you. His, uh, his um, podcast is also here on Rumble. So check him out. Please do. I think it's called In the Litter Box. Well, he was doing his, uh, his podcast today, and somebody did what is known as swatting. He was swatted after being doxxed by leftist outlets. Cops are absolutely everywhere. They're all over Cat Turd Ranch. He's trying to defuse the situation as we speak. There's Cat Turd. Basically, if you don't know, if somebody gets your address, and it's accurate, they will call the police pretending to be you or reporting something at your location. In this case, I believe what happened was some caller pretending to be captured called the police, said he just stabbed someone, he was armed, and he was going to shoot himself. Of course, when the police get a call like that, they have to respond, and to that kind of a call, they're going to send big-time backup and firepower and likely a SWAT team. 
Monday afternoon live stream, the man behind the conservative anonymous account called Cat Turd was swatted about an hour into the litter box with Jules and Cat Turd, episode 418. Jules Joan revealed that Cat Turd had been swatted and would not be rejoining the episode. There's her uh, Jack's post. Unbelievable. Reportedly, 911 was called by someone impersonating Cat, telling them he had stabbed someone and was about to kill himself. Unbelievable, these morons. Jones said she got a text message that said, all right, so we have a big problem going on right now. Cat's house has just been swatted. Somebody called and pretended to be him. Unbelievable. Cops are everywhere. They're all over Cat Turd Ranch. Wow. In a tweet posted after the incident, Cat Turd said, So, I was just swatted during my podcast. The result being doxxed over and over by leftist outlets. You can imagine how dangerous this is. Let me get back to Cat Turd's picture here. There we go. The police arrive. The only information they have is that allegedly you called 911, said you just stabbed someone, you have a gun, and you're going to kill yourself. That's all the cops know. They are coming in full bore, bang, ready to take action, kick ass, and take names. They don't know. All they've got is that information. Someone is going to get killed from these idiot left a-holes who think this is funny. It's happened to Tim Pool time and time and time again. You, you know Tim Pool if you're online at all and conservative. And now it's happening to Cat Turd. Someone is going to get seriously hurt or dead if this crap doesn't stop. Not much you can do about it before it happens, because if the left keeps doxing people, putting their addresses out there, people are going to keep doing it. What you can do is follow up afterwards. Find out where that call came from. Track them down. Arrest them. Throw them in jail. Toss the book at them. You're not going to prevent it beforehand because it just keeps, you just can't stop these assholes. What you can do is go after them after the fact. Sadly, that's how people get killed. But it's got to happen because somebody is going to get seriously hurt or, God forbid, killed from this bullcrap. Ground Zero Hal 9000. Hey, a little late to the party, but hello, welcome in. Mm. Great to have you in the live chat. Thank you. Hey, our live chat is open. Anything you want to talk about, feel free. Pop it in there. We'd be happy to, uh, we would be happy to chat with you. What else we got here? You get what you pay for from the Washington Examiner. Hmm. After... <laughs> Uh, remember we talked about George Soros and his uh, 
not going after the big guys in the race, the presidents, the senators. He does, but he concentrates more on the DAs who hold a lot of power. Well, you get what you pay for, Oakland. Enjoy it. Wallow in it. After voting for a Soros-backed district attorney, Oakland residents now are seeing 40 stolen cars every day. 40. Wow. This just from yesterday. Holy crap. Crime in Oakland, California has gotten so bad, residents are actually expecting to have their cars broken into or even stolen. <laughs> Get this. There have been 10,547 reported vehicle thefts in Oakland this year through September 17th. Averages out to be about 40 car thefts every day. You like your uh, Soros district attorney? Very nice. There's more details in this article. Check it out if you can. The link is in our show notes. Man, I'm telling you. Unfreaking believable. All right. I got one more, and then we're going to get on with uh, Lord of the Flies, our cool book we've been reading. This is cool. It's not funny. I think it's real, but it's weird. This is designed for people who have uh, who are older, who have a problem being stable and may fall over and get hurt. It could also be used in the case of someone, say, with epilepsy, who has seizures. Anyone who has an occasion that they may uncontrollably just fall over. Check this out. I, I it, it it's an air cushion vest that's activated when it senses you are falling. Take a look. Look at that. Boom. Now in that case, they didn't have, look at this, boom, look at that. The hood comes up, this little foamy thing pops out all around you, and it cushions you from, you know, from getting injured, basically. Look at that, boom. Protects your head, protects your hips, that's crazy. But what a brilliant invention. Especially, like I said, for someone, for the elderly, for someone who has, uh, say, epilepsy or something like that, where they have seizures and can throw themselves into a, into a situation that could harm them. That's brilliant. Very, very cool. Huh. Uh, again, I put a link in our show notes if you want to share that out with your social media. It was posted a hat tip to uh, the best. The best figgin at, uh, at X. That's a very cool invention. I love it when people come up with things that like uh, help society instead of hurting society. Wow, cool beans. All right, let's get on with our book. We're reading Lord of the Flies. Brilliant book. We just started, really. We're still on chapter one. We've read books on this show for 457 episodes. We've done that. We did mostly children's classic literature. Uh, Peter Pan, The Wizard of Oz, The Little Prince, White Fang. 
Then we did 1984 and Animal Farm from George Orwell. And now, William Golding's Lord of the Flies. We are right in the middle of chapter one. Let's continue. The children who came along the beach, singly or in twos, leapt into visibility when they crossed the line from heat haze to nearer sand. Here the eye was first attracted to a black bat-like creature that danced on the sand. The only ladder perceived the body above it. The bat was the child's shadow, shrunk by the vertical sun to a patch between the hurrying feet. Even when he blew, Ralph noticed the last pair of bodies that reached the platform above a fluttering patch of black. The two boys, bullet-headed and with hair-like flung themselves down and lay grinning and panting at Ralph like dogs. They were twins, and the eye was shocked and incredulous at such a cheery duplication. They breathed together, they grinned together, they were chunky and vital. They raised wet lips at Ralph, for they seemed provided with not quite enough skin so that their profiles were blurred and their mouths pulled open. Piggy bent his flashing glasses to them and could be heard between blasts repeating their names. Sam, Eric, Sam, Eric, and then he got muddled. The twins shook their head and pointed at each other and the crowd laughed. At last, Ralph ceased to blow and sat there, the conch trailing from one hand, his head bowed on his knees. As the echoes died away, so did the laughter, and there was silence. Within the diamond haze of the beach, something dark was fumbling along. Ralph saw it first, watched it till the intentness of his gaze drew all eyes that way. And then the creature stepped from the mirage onto the clear sand, and they saw the darkness was not all shadow, but mostly clothing. The creature was a party of boys, marching approximately in step in two parallel lines, dressed in strangely eccentric clothing. Shorts, shirts, and different garments they had carried in their hands, but each boy wore a square black cap with a silver badge on it. Their bodies, from throat to ankle, were hidden by black cloaks which bore a long silver cross on the left breast, and each neck was finished off with a ham-bone frill. The heat of the tropics, the descent, the search for food, and now this sweaty march along the blazing beach had given them the complexions of newly washed plums. The boy who controlled them was dressed in the same way, although his cap badge was golden. When his party was about ten yards from the platform, he shouted an order, and they halted, gasping, sweaty, and swaying in the fierce light. The boy came forward, vaulted onto the platform with his cloak flying, and peered into what to him was almost complete darkness. Where's the man with the trumpet? Ralph, sensing his sun blindness, answered him. 
There is no man with a trumpet, only me. The boy came close, peered down at Ralph, screwing up his face as he did so. And what he saw, the fair-haired boy with the creamy shell on his knees, did not seem to satisfy him. He turned quickly, his black cloak circling. Isn't there a ship, then? Inside the floating cloak, he was tall, thin, and bony, and his hair was red beneath the black cap. His face was crumpled, freckled, ugly without silliness. Out of his face stared two light blue eyes, frustrated now and turning, or ready to turn, to anger. Isn't there a man here? Ralph spoke to his back. No, we're having a meeting. Come and join in. The group of cloaked boys began to scatter from close line. The tall boy shouted at them. Choir, stand still. Wearily obedient, the choir huddled into line and stood there swaying in the sun. Nonetheless, some began to protest faintly. But Mary Dew, please, Mary Dew, can't we? Then one of the boys flopped on his face in the sand, and the line broke up. They heaved the fallen boy to the platform and let him lie. Mary Dew, his eyes staring, made the best of a bad job. All right, then, sit down. Let him alone. Uh, but Mary Dew, he's always throwing a feint, said Mary Dew. He did it in Gib and Aedazis and uh, Matins over the precentor. This last piece of shop brought sniggers from the choir, who perched the like blackbirds on the crisscross trunks and examined Ralph with interest. Piggy asked no names. He was intimidated by this uniformed superiority and the off-handed authority in Meridew's voice. He shrank to the other side of Ralph and busied himself with his glasses. Meridew turned to Ralph. Aren't there any grown-ups? No. Meridew sat down on the trunk and looked around the circle. Well, then we'll have to look after ourselves. Secure on the other side of Ralph, Piggy smo uh, spoke timidly. Uh, that's why Ralph made a meeting, so we can decide what to do. Uh, we heard names. That's Johnny. Those two, they're twins, uh, Sam and Eric. Uh, which is Eric? You know, you're Sam. I'm Sam, and I'm Eric. Well, we all better have names, said Ralph. So, I'm Ralph. We mostly got names, said Piggy. Got them just now. Kids' names, said Meridew. Why should I be Jack? I'm Meridew. Ralph turned to him quickly. This was the voice of one who knew his own mind. Then went on Piggy, that boy, um, I forgot. You're talking too much, said Jack Meridew. Shut up, fatty. Laughter arose. He's not fatty, cried Ralph. His real name's Piggy. Piggy? Oh, Piggy! A storm of laughter arose, and even the tiniest child joined in. For the moment, the boys were a closed circuit of sympathy with Piggy outside. He went very pink, bowed his head, and cleaned his glasses again. 
Finally, the laughter died away, and naming continued. There was Maurice, next in size among the choir boys to Jack, but broad and grinning all the time. There was a slight furtive boy whom no one knew, who kept to himself with an inner intensity of avoidance and secrecy. He muttered that his name was Roger and was silent again. Bill, Robert, Harold, Henry, the choir boy who fainted, sat up against a palm trunk, smiled pallidly at Ralph and said his name was Simon. Jack spoke. We got to decide about being rescued. There was a buzz. One of the small boys, Henry, said he wanted to go home. Shut up, said Ralph absently. He lifted the conch. Seems to me we ought to have a chief to decide things. A chief, a chief. I ought to be chief, said Jack with simple arrogance, because I'm chapter chorister head boy and I can sing a C sharp another buzz well then said Jack I he hesitated the dark boy Roger stirred at last and spoke up let's have a vote yes vote for chief let's vote this toy of voting was almost as pleasing as the conch Jack started to protest, but the clamor changed from the general wish for a chief to an election by acclaim of Ralph himself. None of the boys could have found good reason for this. What intelligence had been shown was traceable to Piggy, while the most obvious leader was Jack. But there was a stillness about Ralph as he sat at that marked him out. There was his size attractive appearance. Most obscurely, yet most powerfully, there was the conch. That being that had blown, that had sat in waiting for them on the platform with the delicate thing balanced on his knees, was set apart. Him with the shell. Ralph! Ralph! Let him be chief with the trumpet thing. Ralph raised a hand for silence. All right. Who wants Jack for chief? With dreary obedience, the choir raised their hands. Who wants me? Every hand outside of the choir, except Piggy's, was raised immediately. And then Piggy, too, raised his hand grudgingly into the air. Ralph counted. I'm chief then. The circle of boys broke into applause. Even the choir applauded. The freckles on Jack's face disappeared under a blush of mortification. He started up and then changed his mind, sat down again while the air rang. Ralph looked at him, eager to offer something. This choir belongs to you, of course. They could be the army or, or hunters. They could be... The suffusion drained away from Jack's face. Ralph waved again for silence. Jack's in charge of the choir. They can be... What do you want them to be? Hunters. Jack and Ralph smiled at each other with shy liking. 
The rest began to talk eagerly. Jack stood up. All right, choir, take off your togs. As if released from class, the boys stood up, chattered, piled up their black cloaks on the grass. Jack laid his on the trunk by Ralph. His gray shorts were sticking to him with sweat. Ralph glanced at them admirably, and when Jack saw his glance, he explained. I tried to get over that hill to see if there was water all around, but your shell called us. Ralph smiled and held up the conch for silence. Listen, everybody, I've got to have time to think things out. I can't decide what to do straight off. If this isn't an island, we might be rescued straight away. So we have to decide if this is an island. Everybody must stay around here and wait, not go away. Three of us, if we take more, we'd be all mixed up and lose each other. Three of us will go on an expedition and find out. I'll go and Jack and... And he looked around the circle of eager faces. There was no lack of boys to choose from. And Simon. The boys around Simon giggled and he stood up, laughed a little. Now that the pallor of his faint was over, he was a skinny, vivid little boy with a glance coming up under a hut of straight hair that hung down black and coarse. He nodded at Ralph. I'll come, and I, Jack snatched from behind a sizable sheath knife, clouded it in a trunk. The buzz rose and died away. Piggy stirred. I'll come, Ralph turned to him. Ah, you're no good on a job like this. All the same, we don't want you, said Jack flatly. Three's enough. Piggy's glasses flashed. I was with him when he found the conch. I was with him before anyone else was. Jack and the others paid no attention. There was a general dispersal. Ralph, Jack, and Simon jumped off the platform and walked along the sand past the bathing pool. Piggy hung bumbling behind them. And off they go to find out if it really is an island. And off we go to finish this uh, chapter up coming up on tomorrow's show. Thanks for popping by. All right. Enjoy, folks. Check out all the links in our show notes, including our great sponsors, NordVPN, Blackout Coffee, of course. You get yourself some great deals. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day. I will see y'all tomorrow. Snort. <laughs>